0: We've been talking over the last few weeks about how God is our helper and our healer, right? Right, absolutely. And how God helps us in our weaknesses, how he heals our brokenness and our woundedness. And I think it's been a powerful series. It's connected with a lot of people and people have found real help and healing. I know God's been speaking to my heart through it as well. But I'm pretty sure, if I had to guess, that there are some of you out there who, if you're honest, don't really like the idea of Jesus helping us in our weakness, because you don't ever want to be weak. You know, for some people, weak is a four-letter word, not just literally, you know. Um, You see, we want to appear sometimes like we have all of our stuff together. It's part of our American culture even, you know, we have sayings like you've just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps or God helps those who help themselves. And we want to give the impression that we have some measure of control in our lives, even though that's really, in fact, impossible. But some of us, we don't want to need anyone or anything. There's a sense of strength we feel when we feel like we're being independent, like we don't need anyone else, like we're good enough on our own, or like we can make it alone. Do you know, I had a professor once at at Asbury College who, who was always telling us, you know, a strength is just a weakness. Nope, a weakness is just a strength pushed too far. And that's true, isn't it? Sometimes it's exactly what we see as a strength in our lives that ends up becoming a weakness. You see, we were never meant to be independent. Given a free will to make choices, yes. But independent, cut off from everyone else, no. We were made for relationship with one another in an interdependent kind of relationship, but also with God, We were made to need one another. And when you push that strength or that idea of independence too far, you end up alone. You end up isolated and cut off. Has anyone here ever been out to California and seen the redwoods, those giant sequoias? Anyone? I haven't. It's on my bucket list, though. I'd love to get out there and see them someday. Um, But, you know, they can grow... To be 350 feet tall. Now, for a tree that tall, you'd expect that their roots have to go way down deep into the ground, right? I see some heads shaking. No, you already know this uh, illustration, but um, but you, you would expect. You know, if you build a building that tall, you've got to put the foundation way down. But those sequoias their roots only go about five or six feet down into the dirt that's only you know as tall as i am but they spread out up to a hundred feet from the base of that tree and what they do is they interlock their roots with the trees around them and rather than getting their strength from just going straight down deep they get their strength from the way they interdepend on one another and they're able to grow so tall because their strength comes together. You know, the, the Apostle Paul understood this idea of surrendering your strengths. We heard about it a little bit here in, in Philippians. He had plenty of reasons to boast in himself. You know, if, if you were looking down the checklist, he ticked all the boxes. He he was. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He was circumcised at the appropriate time. He was an Israel of, among Israels, a Hebrew among Hebrews. He was a Pharisee. He was committed to studying the law and, and following the law. And he says, even as far as zeal, I was persecuting the church because I thought that's what God wanted. He ticked all the checkboxes. And if you could earn your faith, Earn your salvation in the Jewish faith. Paul had his wrapped up in the bag. But he goes on to say that it's all garbage to him now. Because he had had an encounter with Jesus. And learned to live in the power of the Spirit. You see, he's talking here in Philippians in this context of a conflict over this idea of circumcision. They were debating whether the the Gentiles who came to faith in Christ needed to be circumcised in order to become part of the church. There were those who, who said that if you're going to be part of the church, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, if you're going to be a follower of the way, then first you had to become a Jew. But Paul says no. That, that, the, the, that's not who really belongs to the covenant. Those who belong to the covenant are those not who have received a physical circumcision... But those who rely on the spirit, those who trust in Jesus. You see our salvation, our faith, our sanctification, it's not primarily about what we do. It's about what God has done. And it's not about trusting in our own strengths or our self or our goodness or even our ability to follow the rules. Like Paul was saying, it's about surrendered. Because you see, our unsurrendered strengths can become a weakness when they lead us to rely on our own selves and not on the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not trying to knock your strengths. I think they were given to you by God. But when we take something good that was given to us by God and rely on that good thing instead of on the good giver then we can subconsciously begin to think that maybe we don't need God and our strength actually becomes a weakness it's kind of like we mentioned earlier we weren't made for independence we were made to depend on God Now that doesn't mean God's going to strip away your strengths when you come to him or or make you weak. He's the one who gave you those strengths. He wants to use those strengths. But as long as we're choosing to operate out of those strengths rather than out of surrender, we're depending on ourselves rather than on the Spirit. God wants to use us, and that includes our strengths. We've got to give them to him to use. It's one thing to recognize that we need God's help in areas in our lives where it's clear that the way we're doing things just isn't working. But it's another thing to say, God, I want to surrender the things in life that are working for me. You know, It's kind of like that idea if you think of in a battle or a war generals don't generally choose to surrender when they're making advances they don't generally tend to surrender when they feel good about how the fight is going they they choose to surrender when things are already looking pretty desperate but it's not really about surrender when it's our weakness we we have to surrender our strengths. Paul said that he laid aside those things he held onto as strengths for the sake of knowing Christ. But it wasn't just some generic knowing about Christ. It wasn't just some generic uh, knowing Christ that seems kind of esoteric or, or some kind of spirituality. He he wanted to know Christ as Lord. And that idea of calling someone Lord automatically implies surrender and submission. The the Romans at the time called Caesar the Lord. And every knee in the Roman Empire bowed to Caesar as Lord. But, But Paul was saying, no, I want Christ to be the Lord. And I want to surrender to him. I want to know him. You see, our strengths will get us through a lot of life. But eventually, we're going to hit a situation where we find they're just not enough. Where our strengths fail us. Where we can't make it on our own. Where we're not good enough. We're not strong enough. I want to show you a video clip for a minute. Of This is my son... Tim who's now you know almost 11 and going into sixth grade and um, but this was back when he was little and one day we were playing in the living room we we're cleaning the couch or something so all the cushions were off and he was standing there two years old and he was feeling he wanted to jump from the couch onto the cushions anybody's kids ever jump on the couch cushions yeah you don't love it but then this time we were embracing it. And so he was standing there. And he was feeling scared. And so I started to coach him up a little bit. And, well, watch this video and then I'll talk about it a little more. So it started out as, as a game, jumping on the cushions, and we started talking to him, you know, Meg was sitting right there behind me or whatever, and, and we were laughing and telling him, you know, you're tough, you're brave, you're strong, and he was getting into it, and um, that became a little bit uh, of a mantra for us as we added more and more and more boys. To our family. Um, th- they, they like to say, you know, we're tough, we're brave, we're strong. And um, we, we eventually changed it from I'm a man to I'm a Rambo. Because mom's tough and brave and strong too. Um, and we want to affirm that. Um, but it became a bit of a mantra in our family. And we'd say it when we were having fun. When they were doing silly boy stuff that probably was going to get them hurt. But um, you know, when the hard stuff of life hit, it wasn't enough anymore. When the hard stuff of life hit, it wasn't enough to say, I'm tough and I'm brave and I'm strong. And we came to a point in, in our lives as a family where it wasn't enough. When um, it left us actually hurting to say we're tough and brave and strong and we can handle it and we can do it and we can we can we can and we couldn't anymore and we needed god to come and do it we had to surrender that strength that we were holding on to so tightly so that god could come and do it we need to surrender all of ourselves to god including our strengths, maybe even especially our strengths, so that we can say with Paul that we know Christ as Lord, so we can learn to rely on him and his righteousness, and and he can use our strengths for the sake of his kingdom. As we come to the Lord's table this morning, we're each coming from a different place in life. Perhaps God really has met you in this past sermon series as we talked about him as helper and healing. And you've received his help and healing in a new way. And we celebrate that this morning. We're grateful for that this morning. But perhaps you're one of those people who maybe didn't want to connect with that sermon series because you don't want to see yourself as weak. You don't want to see yourself as needing help. And you need to come and surrender those strengths to Jesus, the Lord Jesus. Perhaps you've been walking with God, but unconsciously, over the course of time, you've slipped back into a way of life where you rely more on yourself and your strengths than you're relying on God. And you need to come and surrender again those strengths to God.